All right, we're recording. We're recording. Yeah, they, they got all these apps, and these apps mandate that you got to have a lock because they're, they're part of your payment. They do Google Pay and all that other stuff, and they want to have uh-huh. this phone locked so nobody can access my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good morning to you, John. Hey, John, you want to give me an overview of uh, your case and how it's proceeded from the criminal information of the investigation on forward? Uh, it started, you mean? Huh? How, give me how, did, how it started. I want you to give me an overview of your okay. case, all right, from when it started as far as the investigation that's the case on forward. Huh? This, this is what happened. Um, sometime around um, February, late February 2018, I bumped into a guy known from, uh, from prison years ago. He just got out of prison in 2017, November 2017. I ran for him, okay? He stated that, um, you know, he want to you know, do some things, make some money and all that. And I said, I'm going to see what I can do. So I, I dealt with him in um, February. I sold him something, okay? Something small. Um, he was on probation, so he had just moved to the address that that's on my case. He just moved in um, March. Um, he was on house arrest too, so he couldn't go nowhere. Um, I seen him a couple of times um, before he was apprehended. He got apprehended in May of 2018. He gave me a call. He just said, come see him. So I came to see him or something. And um, the police was there. As I was driving into the yard, some guys jumped out the vehicle, and um, I just drove around them to the end of the yard. I figured it was the police. I drove around them, and uh, when I was getting out the car, the, the bag busted in my hand, and um, it was narcotics. It busted in my hand. It landed all over my face, my clothes, inside the car. The police was apprehending me. They, they was coming up to the car. And I only seen this because I got the body cam footage, and they was coming up to me saying, don't do that. But, the, you know, it was already busted. It was already on my clothes and the ground everywhere. And then they locked me up and they sat me there because they couldn't put me in a police car because I had all the drugs all over my body. So they had to send somebody to the jail to get a the jumpsuit to bring it to the site where we was at. And they, I changed my clothes right there. They bagged, they bagged my clothes for evidence. They sent me to the jail. They asked me several questions. They asked me, um... They asked me, do I have, you know, do I think I sold a kilo? I told him it was 100 grams. I did tell him that. You know, they said it was supposed to be 200. I told him it was 100. I didn't have all that. Um, it was mostly cut. Um, they asked me, do I have, do I think I sold a kilo? I told him I never seen a kilo. I never seen a half a kilo. I told him that. Um, then they let me go. They, they gave me a bond. I made bond. Um, and I stayed out, I stayed out on bond until the feds picked me up a year later. And then I remained out on bond. Um, I was supposed to get sentenced in uh, October, you know, August of 2019. My lawyer had it put off. Oh, when on April, I think April, April 2019, the lawyer came with a plea. He 
said, um, part of the plea, he said cooperation. I told him, I don't know nobody, I can't cooperate, I don't know nothing. He said, well, okay, don't worry about that. He said, um, the kilos, you know, they charge you with one kilo. I said, listen, I've never seen a kilo, I'm not, you know. Can we get another plea? He was like, look, this is a good plea right here. Um, your base level is going to be 30 with your criminal history, too. And the put we're going to give you, it says on the police, I'm about three, three points for responsibility. He showed me that they're going to give you three levels down, put you at 27. And that'll give you a guideline range of 78 to 97 months. That's it. I said, you sure? He said, yes. Now, he showed me the, the level, he showed me the charts and everything. And I said, okay, and I signed the plea. Unbeknownst um, to me, it's a mandatory minimum of 10, you know. And it, it, says, that on a, it says that on a plea, 10 to life, but he's saying, you know, the guidelines, the, uh, guidelines the advisory, and they're going to get you three levels down, put you at 27 instead of 30. So don't worry about that. This call is from a federal prison. He told me not to worry about that. And I signed the plea. I went to, um, and I, and I went to the, the arraignment, and you know, I, I, I didn't know what the waiver indictment was, so I waived the indictment. And, you know, I'm going through the process. I'm thinking I'm working this 78 to 97 months. Oh, a part of the plea, it says something about appeal, collateral attack waiver, appeal, a waiver, collateral attack waiver. I didn't. No, they said that, but I didn't know that. I didn't under, I know it, but I didn't understand intelligent what it really meant. That I could attack, I can't attack my sentence. You know? Um, I didn't find out until later on. I talked about paperwork. So, um, here comes, uh, oh, so they put me on. I had, um, to go to drug counseling. I had to go to a drug counseling meetings every week. I had to do a urinalysis every week. I had to call for color and other piss. Um, then I signed myself up for school. They kept calling me. The cops kept pushing me to cooperate. Um, and I didn't. You know, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nobody. I'm telling them, listen, I'm just trying to, you know, do what I got to do before I go to, you know what I'm saying, spend time with my family before I go to prison. I know I was go to prison. So um, they kept pressing me. If, if you don't, he said, if you don't cooperate, we're gonna pick you up. I told my lawyer. My lawyer said that was illegal. We can't do that. So I signed up for um, school in September, and I was going to school from the beginning of September to all which when they picked me up from eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock at night. On top of working full time, eight hours after school, six days a week. Um. Um, you know, it's to me, well, when I got out of school in, in October 19, the, you know, my agent, the, the probation officer told me to come to his office. And I went to his office. He placed me under arrest for still dealing narcotics. I'm like, no, I'm not housed. I'm dealing narcotics. I'm working. I'm for school. And, you know, so come to find out, uh, my cousin got arrested in um, Guilford County, which is Greensboro. And allegedly, they said that he gave my name up, and they got a recorded conversation. Um, so that's the, that was the case with that. And as far as the recorded conversation, you know, I sent you all that. I sent you all those paperwork to the recorded conversation and all. It doesn't say anything about me or him dealing in drugs. What he was trying to do was, he was like, I was telling him that the agents wanted me to cooperate, so he was... Supposedly, you haven't given me somebody to cooperate against. 
a reverse thing. And that's what he was just telling me about on the paper. And you will see it as you read it. You know, I was the guy, I was telling you about blah, 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 blah. But, um, in their, in their arrest warrant, in the, in the sheets, or the arrest sheet, in the, the application, oh, they took my three-level enhancement from me, my reduction, my three-level receptor responsibility. They took that from me, they said, because of preponderance of evidence that I was still doing drugs, which I wasn't. No UA either. Hello? Excuse me? Did they do a UA? What's that? Urine analysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing that every week. I'll call in, and if my color come up, I go get my UA. Came up clean. You know, I talked to three different psychiatrists, um, drug counselors. They got reports on, on me talking to them. They said, I'm doing good. They saying, just go ahead. Don't cooperate. Just finish working, going to school. And don't let the, let the police do their job. I said, okay, there's no problem. Um, and that's it. But yeah, I was doing UAs and everything. Came up clean. I was in school full time. I had a job, 70000 a year guaranteed at the end of school. Installing solar panels. That's what I do. I became certified in it, you know, and then when the feds picked me up. So, you know, on the way to jail, the agent called me and said, listen, I'm going to search one. I'm going to search all your properties. I'm going to search this, this, and that. I said, sir, you can go ahead and search anything you want to search. I am not doing anything. And he didn't ever search. He went to one house, but, you know, it was nothing. And, and that's it. Now, when I was locked up, when I got locked up for the second time, for bond, it was a bond verification. My lawyer came to, he missed the first date, then they postponed to a week later. He came right before they seen, I seen the judge, and he stated to me, he said, listen, we're going to waive this preliminary hearing and the, um, and the bond verification, we're going to waive it. He said, trust me. I said, you sure? Because I didn't really know what I was getting locked up for. He said, trust me on this. Um, on a safe face, you're going to waive the hearing and everything, and you're not being, I said, what, I said, what about it? He said, you're not being charged. The good news, you're not being charged, but they want you detained. So I waived the hearing on, upon his instructions, not knowing that by me waiving the hearing, it was probable cause. And I learned that later on when I got my paperwork in 2020. So I stayed from, I stayed in the county jail all the way from, October to January when I got sentenced, my attorney never came and see me at all. He never told me they was enhancing me. He never told me about them taking my, there was, I was having a hearing at sentencing based on um, the bomb verification. He never said anything about that until the night before I was to get sentenced. He came and he stated that they went to, they got me, gave me a six level enhancement. He stated they're not going to give my three levels acceptance of responsibility and they want to give me 200 something months instead of the 78 to 97 he asked for I, they told me I was going to get I'm shocked so I went to hearing they had a proffer um, he didn't contest none of the bomb revocation or whatever was being said at the end of the sentence and the justice I can appeal the conviction and the sentencing we, even though I had a pill attack waiver she still said I could convict I can appeal the conviction and the sentencing. 
unless if she seen, you know, if something was wrong with it. Um, I told my lawyer right then and there, I said, I want to appeal. He said, yeah. Um, I called him later on. He said, you got a good case for an appeal. I'm going to appeal it for you. Um, later on, like a couple of weeks later, I haven't heard anything from him. Then I heard from him again in March of 2020. He said, did you get anything from the courts on the appeal? I said, no, I didn't get nothing yet. He said, okay, uh, you should get something soon. Come July 2020, I haven't heard nothing. I said, my fiance, the number I gave you, to the lawyer's office. I sent her to the lawyer. She was going on. The lawyer said, he never... This call is from a federal prison. The secretary's from our attorneys that he never filed the appeal and that um, she gave him, she gave him, she gave my, my fiance the paperwork my lawyer supposed to gave me when I was in the county jail with the evidence and statements against me on the bomb verification. That's when I found out everything. We're about to be disconnected, sir. All right. When you call back, we'll pick, pick back up. Okay, I'll call back after 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's okay. good. Huh? That's good. Uh, what, what do it sound like so far, sir? Well, the recording, I'll listen to 